0: I'm gonna tell a story. I don't think I've ever said this before. When you came out of the show, you said switching teams was the best thing I ever did. Why were people so up in arms about that statement? Because I come from a very
1: straight show. I've never made it aware in people's worlds that that could be a thing for me so I think people were like what? Where's that come from? Getting too distracted I was being too much of a perfectionist just there was so many things going wrong and I remember looking at what people were saying and they were like why is Amber not doing anything? She won the show people seem to be doing loads more than her and I was like what is actually going on? Maybe I've got ADHD I've functioned this way for 23, 24 years why do I need to look into it now? Even after I got diagnosed I still didn't want to take medication and I don't know That's because there's, like, stigma around medication. I was like, I don't want to change my personality. I don't know what's ADHD and what's actually me as a human being, so I was really
0: scared. When you have to change and alter your mood to feel happier, people get scared because it's about control and about addiction.
1: Why? I don't get it. They're like, people are addicted to painkillers, but I think the problem is is that the physical symptoms are accepted. The symptoms up here are not
0: accepted. Amber. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Millennial Mind. Thank
1: you. So happy <laughs> you, like, we're here. Yeah, no, I'm just excited.
0: I think this is going to be a great conversation. I've had to be like, don't tell me that because we keep getting into so much amazing stuff you're going to share. But you know, I have followed you for a while and I think a lot of people know you because you won Love Island. Yes. So let's start with that. I mean, how five d- years ago and I was not crazy. Mad. Five years. Yeah. So let's start with kind of how did you get into Love Island? How did you get approached for it? Um, So I was 21 at the
1: time and I got a DM on Instagram about, oh, do you want to like go to a hot country? Are you single? And like just mingle with people and And I was like, "Um, yeah, I was 21. I mean, not the not the mingle part, but I was like hot country. I'm going. Yeah. So then I just replied. I didn't really think anything of it. And I went through all the interview process and I got on the show.
0: My God, wasn't
1: expecting it at all, really. But
0: yeah, I actually didn't tell you this before, but I got DM'd about Love Island. Did you? But mine wasn't that. Mine was like, do you want to come on our new singles dating show? Yeah, and yeah, I was similar, like, no, similar. I don't want to. Come. I wasn't single, so I was like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, and I and then it was from the Love Island, like ITV, and they were like, it's for Love Island, and I was like, I would just, I'd, it's a very difficult thing to do, I think. Do you think? And I think I knew that because I watched it. What? Why? Did you watch it before?
1: Mm, I wasn't like an avid viewer. But I think I had, like, I had knew of it and I had seen it a couple of
0: episodes. Because that's what I was going to ask you. Did you feel like you knew what you were getting yourself into? No. <laughs> so that's what I mean. I feel like I didn't do, I would never do it because I know what I'd be getting myself into. Yeah, And I yeah, think yeah, once yeah. you know what you're getting yourself into and you see the effects that it has on your mental health and how every single person in the country is commentating on every single part of your life, you're just like, I couldn't. But So you didn't know that.
1: Can I just say, though, I think not being aware is like probably the worst thing and the best thing at the same time. I think because I really genuinely didn't care whether I left on the first week or whether people resonated with us or how many followers I had or how many brand deals I could get, made it obvious that I was just being myself. Like I really didn't care. So it worked in my favor. Mm. And yeah, I think not knowing what I was getting myself into was the best thing at the time. When I came out, it was a different story. I wish that I had have known. But when I was in there, I was just like, I was saying what I wanted, swearing, (laughs) not wanting to date anyone,
0: just being, yeah, being really difficult. But it was just like, I just didn't care. And what were some of the things that you wish you had known, I guess? Um, uh,
1: like, there's nothing that you could know. Like, so even looking back now, I can't say, oh, I wish I had known this because it's like lived experience. Like, you Mm. have to live it to understand cuz you obviously get training in like um like media training and social media training. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same for every season but because mine was one of the biggest, if not the biggest. Yeah. Then you get like we had this like media training this is how you deal with the press and this is how you deal with this and that. I remember like rolling my eyes at the time cuz I was 22 and I was like I don't care. I'm going to say what I want and do what I want and whatever.
0: Um
1: but and yeah, did you I think training
0: before the show or after? After. Okay.
1: Um because some people don't need it. Mm. You know, I think and to follow on from what I was saying, I think when people have expectations of what they're going to get out of the show, they don't get what they want and then they get disappointed and I think that contributes to mental health as well. Massively. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that people shouldn't go on the show expecting anything because you really don't know how everything's going to pan out
0: mm. at all. Because it's so, like, I guess it's so random, isn't it? Because sh- is the show scripted, by the way? Not at all. Not at all. Really? I couldn't
1: do scripted. I'm not an actor. Yeah. No, no,
0: I couldn't do scripted.
1: It's not. It's not scripted at all. Obviously... You, there's like encouragement to have certain conversations at certain times or whatever but obviously they're producing a show it has to be produced to an extent the same way as a podcast is mm-hmm. as anything of is course. it has to be like a level of production so it's not scripted but it's like it's not 100% natural either because it wouldn't be a good show if it was
0: 100% natural well, this is the thing, I think, like, obviously, even in this podcast, we'll cut things out. Right. And It's the same thing. Exactly. Some and of the being stuff f- just doesn't work. Yeah. Some of the stuff
1: doesn't make sense with everything else that's being said. It's exactly the same thing.
0: And how was it with your mental health in the house? So you're 21, you're super young. Did you know anything about mental health at the time? Were you aware of it? Were you kind of, or not really?
1: Uh, ooh. I think, yeah, but not in the, not in the same way I am now. Okay. Um... But I think i was like aware i think i was a bit of an no I, probably a bit of an anxious person but wouldn't be able to pinpoint that that's what was happening yeah because it wasn't that t- talked about um but when i was in there i was just having a lovely time really mm-hmm. until i wasn't though but that was because of things that were actually happening yes and then i wanted to leave Every day. <laughs> because you're
0: being filmed 24-7 and you have no idea what the time is, do you?
1: No idea what the time is. But to be fair, though, I'm quite a free of babes. I don't mind watching where the sun is, where the moon is, how dark it is. Not knowing the time was not an issue for me.
0: Really? And no, no,
1: I don't really. Ca- I think that's like a society thing that we've just decided matters. Like, I'm like, I'll wake up when I feel like I want to wake up. And if the sun's out, I'm going to sunbathe. And if it's dark, I'm going to put a lash on and a dress and a heel and I'm fine. Wow. I don't
0: need another time. And I guess <laughs> you're kind of right because that is being very free spirited because you don't have to be rigid in there. And so well, yeah. there was no wake up time, right? Um, no, we did get okay. woken up at certain times. You different, different. T- were, yeah, we didn't yeah. know what it was. Yeah. And so how did that kind of I, I know you said you, you liked it but until you hated it. So how was that transition? And then how did you end up winning? Um, I just hated it because I, I don't know if it
1: was because I liked girls at this point. I don't know 100%. But I started hating it because I just didn't really want to date anyone anymore. And I wasn't really interested.
0: Really? Yeah, I
1: wasn't interested. After it got to a point and I was like, right, okay, whatever, whatever had happened, had happened. And I was just like, no, I don't really want to date anyone anymore. Like I'm done.
0: And did you communicate that?
1: oh 100 100 yeah i was on the phone and one of the producers actually not long ago and she was like jesus christ you were so difficult at times like i remember i got like a text to say um i had to pick someone to go on a date and before they could even find the camera to pick pinpoint where I was I was away and I was with the producers like no no I'm not doing that I'm not doing that no you better tell them that I'm not doing like honestly when I got to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore I was a bit difficult so sorry to the producers (laughs) for that so then how did you end up winning
0: um because I stayed and then you just kind of got over that kind of thing of like I will just date or not really not not really like I kind of
1: went on one day and then ended up winning I don't know. For me, it was more like a friendship thing. Like, my friendships were what kept me there. My friendships, being in the sun, being in a bikini, chilling, not knowing what time it was. That was what was keeping us there. Not like, I'm going to find the love of my life. Like, I really wasn't thinking that at all. Got it.
0: And so, you just mentioned just now, you didn't know if it was when you were into girls. When did that realisation kind of happen? Because obviously, Love Island is the most straight show that could ever exist.
1: So, right. I'm going to tell a story. I don't think I've ever said this before, but I, you know, when we're just a heteronormative society and you just don't even think like it's even a possibility. So like, I would have just never thought about girls and I'd never been around other women that had liked women. Like I hadn't really been around it. Plus I'm quite a picky person anyway. As everybody already knows. So even if like people always ask me this question, oh, did you fancy any of the girls on Love Island? And I'm like, no, I I just I just didn't. Yeah. But did I fancy the boys? No, as well. So like I didn't know, like, so I wouldn't have been mm. like, oh yeah, I like girls. I just thought, God, I'm so like, I just can't find anyone. So, anyways, I ended up interviewing this girl. <laughs> and I was like, What's going on? Like, I didn't know what was happening. And then I come off interviewing her and I said, My producer, I was like, were we flirting? Like, oh, have I just got that completely wrong? And they were like, no, I think that it might have been... I was like, no way. Wasn't expecting that.
0: Wow. Yeah. And then it all sort of went on from there. And then after that, did you, did you talk to that girl a bit more? Was went it on a explored- couple of days <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. So did you ask her out? She asked me out. So how did that conversation happen? Because were you like... Because I think what you've just said is kind of, you were like, I'm unsure. And I think that happens a lot, right? So even in heterosexual relationships, often you can be talking to someone and you're unsure if they fancy you or not. Yeah. Because this happens to me. Like, sometimes I'll talk to someone and I'm like, were they flirting or are we really really friendly because are they warm yeah so how did that then transpire because that's so awkward I've been in that position and I'm like I don't know if I want to ask you if you fancy (laughs) me because I do to you but it's just uncomfortable (laughs) so she actually sent me a dm being
1: like thanks for being so nice or something like that and I was like yes Yes. so then I I just carried on the conversation just like do you want to go for a drink I was like absolutely I want to go for a drink because I needed to know. I was like, is this like, is this a thing? Is this not a thing? I had I don't know. Okay. So it all started from there. And then I was like, yeah, it's definitely a thing.
0: And then how long after was that Love Island? Oh,
1: a good couple of years. So Love Island was 2019. I don't think it was 2020. It might have been 2021 or twenty 2020. okay. twenty 2021, I think, early.
0: So a few, a couple of years later. Yeah,
1: a couple of years later.
0: Is that when you said switching teams was the best thing I ever did? No, this was even (laughs) further after that. So I was deep into the journey
1: myself, but I just wasn't public about it because I wasn't very public about dating regardless, like anyways, I wasn't public about it. Um, So this was a couple of years later and I was just, I used to do like Love Island commentary. I don't do it anymore because I I don't watch it anymore. Um but yeah, I get really into it and I just I am saying my genuine opinions and I just don't really think about what I'm saying sometimes yeah. and I just put it out there. And yeah.
0: And people's reaction was very split, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: so I I said this on another podcast when I saw it was on like getting traction. I was like should I just delete it or like what should I do? Cuz now Why
0: were people so up in arms about that statement?
1: Because I come from a very straight show and I've never I've never made it aware in people's worlds that that could be a thing for me. So I think people were like, what? Where's that come from?
0: It's really interesting. And I'm not saying this is my opinion before you all attack me. <laughs> Some people are saying that similar to what you said, how you weren't brought up with seeing anyone who was gay you were brought up in a very heterosexual environment you perhaps weren't aware that women could be with women and men could be with men right and Mm -hmm. that women could like both men and women both men and women and a lot of people are saying that because schools are now teaching children about this it's opening their eyes to something that is kind of new and you have to explore it and it's something that is kind of a a trend Mm -hmm. and a lot of people and a lot of parents will have to split opinions on this because obviously we should educate children that you know it's not just about a single nuclear family anymore. Yeah. There are families out there who are perhaps gay and perhaps bisexual and transgender and you know we have to be inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time some people argue that we're putting ideas into children's minds and the debate is all around are you born knowing you like a man or a woman or does it come later in your life?
1: It's a, it's a difficult one to answer because I would say I wasn't, but I don't know. I yeah. really don't. I don't know. I can't, like, give a an answer to that because maybe I was when I was in high school and I just was in, hetero, like, a heteronormative society mm-hmm. and wasn't really aware that that was a thing. But also, I will say about stereotypes as well. Stereotypes when I was in high school were, like, that a girl for a girl to be a lesbian or to be bisexual she was a certain type of girl she looked a certain type of way and so i was like well that's not me and i don't like those girls that look like that so i'm obviously not gay do you know know so much sense so i remember because i used to go to a lesbian bar i don't know if that was like foreshadowing in my life but when i was younger i used to go to a lesbian bar but i used to like they used to be like the stereotypical lesbians and i used to be like but that's not that's not me so, so, I'm clearly not. Yeah, so that's not me.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah, when I was younger, I know. And also, I think because this has been kind of a public journey, it's very easy for people to say, I know people did say to you, like, you were being fake. And you were like, I wasn't being fake. I'm just understanding different Do you parts mean of myself.
1: On, on Love, Love Island, Island, sorry. Right, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, I still get it now. Like, people think I was a liar on Love Island. It's like, no.
0: You're so young.
1: I was 21. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like 21 is still a very young age to understand, you know, what you like and what you don't like. And how was that journey kind of coming out whilst being in the public eye? Because you were, you know, everywhere at that time.
1: Um, I think I'm glad the way that it all panned out the whole switching teams thing because it meant that I didn't have to do a big grand statement being yeah. like, I've come to realize like some people do and that's just not me. Mm. And so I'm glad that I did it that way because it was messy and it was perfect because then it was like, well, it's out there now. So what can I do? Yeah. And then it, I just felt really comfortable after that. I was fine. Cause I was like, I had done so much before that tweet That I was quite sure of where I was at with it. So by the time that I come out into the public, I was like, well, yeah, that's what it is. So,
0: and where your family and friends were at that time as well. (laughs) I
1: don't think that the (laughs) way.
0: So your mom just like opens her phone and sees this, and it's just like, wait, sorry, what? But I'm
1: the child. If there was a child that was going to do that within the family, it would be me. So fine. Yeah, if no one was like, not our Amber. Like they'd be like, yeah, fair enough.
0: Okay. Like I'm not surprised. Okay, so it wasn't like a big shock to anyone.
1: No, it probably would have been a big shock. But yeah. It would have just been like, she's always done what she wanted, so just let her crack on. So thing. funny. Yeah.
0: Do you regret going on Love Island?
1: No. You can't. If I win the show, you can't regret it, can you? Like It was the best season, in my opinion. Yeah. And it was loads of fun, and I think what an experience for a 21-year-old to have. And the wealth of knowledge that I have now as a 26-year-old, I definitely shouldn't have, but I'm so grateful that I do. In what way? In every single way, like, dealing with people, dealing with, finan- like, financial things, business, difficult business people, mental health, everything. It's just really, like, it really fast-tractors, in like, I have to get my shit together. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. I just did. <laughs> I have to, like, get my shit together kind of thing. Um, but it also made us aware of, like, my personality a lot more. Because my job shifted. So I was a beauty therapist beforehand. I was getting told, come in at nine, finish at 10. You've got this client, this client, this client. Fine, I can do that. Probably show up half an hour late and want to leave half an hour early and have a scatterbrain and be distracted, but I'll get it done. When I come out of Love Island, I had my own business and posting content. Like if it's an ad, it's different. If it's your own sort of organic content, I wasn't posting it.
0: Really? I was getting too
1: distracted. I was being too much of a perfectionist. Just there was so many things going wrong. And I remember looking at what people were saying and they were like, why is Amber not doing anything? She won the show. People seem to be doing loads more than her. And I was like, what is actually going on? Like, I don't know what's happening here.
0: Was there a big comparison thing when you left the show? And was there a massive expectation because you won it? Because a lot of people say people go into Love Island to get those brand deals and to make sure that they kind of launch their career. Yeah. Was there that expectation on you?
1: 100%, yeah. And I was getting compared to every everyone else. And I was kind of like drowning at this point. I was like, I'm I'm doing the most still. Like I had all the deals and stuff, but because I'm not such a poster and I'm not like, look at all my accomplishments and I get distracted and I don't post things on time and I, I found it hard to like get momentum. And then that's when I started to think about like, does my brain work differently than everyone else's? Because like, I'm not doing a good job of, whatever's happening right now like posting ads late or not filming on time or just just being distracted doing everything that I wasn't supposed to be doing and nothing that was like high priority and then that's when I started being like maybe I've got ADHD yeah
0: and then did you go and get tested
1: I did it took a little while because I was like no you don't like I don't know why I was like that like I sort of talked myself out of it. I was like, no you don't, you're just like lazy or whatever. Like get up and film the content and like post the ad. Like you're so lucky. You should be like grateful that you're doing this. Like what's the matter with you? Like why just like push through, push through. And then it got to the point where I was like, nah, like there's actually, I can't, I can't do it. I'm at like my limit. I I just, I, I'm not functioning how I know that I could function because mm-hmm. I know that, I, and I to be fair, I've done all right considering, like, I only started medication in September, but I'll get into that. But I've done all right considering, I think, Jesus Christ, I am lucky, like, that I was able to sort of navigate it whilst dealing with all of those weird ways that my brain works and not understanding it.
0: I spoke to Dr. Lalita and she told me about high-functioning anxiety right and high functioning anxiety is when you can function but you're basically like a duck on water yeah and so the duck is swimming but underneath you can see it flapping yeah its legs all underneath and that's where people with high functioning anxiety yeah um and i think adhd is quite similar to that right like you can be at high productivity but then want to do nothing yeah and it's really difficult to manage
1: and mine like my sort of they call it adhd paralysis can be the worst where i'm literally glued to the sofa being like okay I really want to go and get the shopping. I really want to film content. I really need to edit this post. I really need to do this. And I physically cannot do it. Someone could say, I'll give you a million pounds to go and do this. And I'd be like, there's something that's just not connecting in my brain. I cannot do it.
0: It's crazy. Is that the point when you were like, I have to go to the doctor and get this sorted? Yeah,
1: I think like it just, yeah, it got to a point where I was like, I always said, oh, I'm going to post a YouTube video and I'm going to post weekly. or I'm going to do this. And I kept not doing it. And it was frustrating myself because I, like, I'm not that kind of like, person. I don't know what, like, I don't know how to describe what I'm saying. Because no, obviously I am yeah. that kind of person that puts things off. But I wanted to post weekly because I enjoyed it. That was the thing. Yeah. I enjoyed the film and I enjoyed the editing. I enjoyed building a platform on YouTube. And I just couldn't, for the life of us, get the stuff together to make it happen and get some momentum with it. Um, And so it was at that point I was like, do you know what? I'm going to get tested for it and see see if I'm right. Because you don't know. Like, you just, you don't. It's like, I've functioned this way for 23, 24 years. Why do I need to look into it now?
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of the time you think, well, I've done this so far. Like you said, you were doing well. I so was it, doing
1: all right. Like especially You're doing very tw- well. <laughs> you know, like I was yeah, I was doing all right. Like yeah. I was surviving, I was making a lot of money, I was living in London, yeah. it was all great. And I'm sat there going, There's something wrong with my brain. Everyone's like, Oh, get a grip, like you've got it easy.
0: <laughs> and I think also because a lot of the time it can just feel that you're doing so much. So it could just be, Oh, I'm really overwhelmed, which is why I can't manage everything. Mm. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So did you start medication straight away? Or No
1: it took us a long time to even after I got my die even after I got diagnosed I still didn't want to take medication and I don't know if that's because there's like stigma around medication and like I was like I don't want to change my personality I don't know what's ADHD and what's actually me as a human being so I was really scared um and then I can't remember what tipped the scales I can't remember what tipped the scales. I think um one of my relationships cuz when I'm in a relationship it and you're that close to someone, it becomes obvious to them how much you're struggling with certain things. And then that person said to me, maybe I think you should go on medication because like I I don't want to see you like struggling all the time when I think that you could do like amazing things.
0: Wow. And
1: I was like, fucking hell,
0: I need to get medication. <laughs> what, how do you think ADHD affects relationships? I've never heard that actually. Um,
1: I think in loads of different ways. So I get distracted really easily. I'm paying attention. I'm very observant and that's a good thing. But say if I'm out in public and I'm in a restaurant and I'm having a conversation with someone, I can listen to four different conversations that are going on around us. I know that they're out of broccoli. I know that the drink that you've ordered's not come in. I know everything. And so sometimes it feels like I'm not paying attention to the person that's sat in front of us. Oh, so, Every time someone talks about ADHD, I'm like, I have that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, so little different things. Like, there's emotional regulation as well. Sometimes it seems like I'm being dramatic about something or overreacted about something. There's loads of little ways. This is not relationship-
0: Specific, yeah. Specific,
1: but it was brought to my attention because of my relationship. So say I'm packing a suitcase for something. Once I get to the point where I've got too frustrated, it's not getting done. Cancel the whole holiday, cancel everything, it's not getting done. I mean, no, that was dramatic. I would still go on holiday. Yeah. But like, I have to really bring myself back down because I just can't get my shit together to Mm. do what needs to be done to get the case closed and go out the door.
0: And that can be... I guess that impacted your relationships because it was something that, you know, you weren't able to kind of follow I, through with maybe. It didn't
1: impact the relationship, but they were just aware and they were like Got it. What the fuck? Like I've packed my suitcase, what is going on with you? Like just do it. Just
0: how it's not, not in that kind of know, way. Like I know like, it was from niceness. Yeah. It was it was yeah, always
1: yeah. from a place of love. It was never ever like um you're a mess. Like what's going on? It was like, I can see that you're struggling so maybe we should do something about this Mm. i'm trying to think of other ones um so
0: helpful because i think a lot of people will be at home right now that are feeling a very similar way and i say this from a personal perspective as well is i have looked at adhd as being able to do millions of things at one time and I have prided myself my whole life on being able to do that. And it's only when I'm having these podcasts that people keep bringing it up and I'm like, mm, I have that. Or like, oh, I might have that. Or, okay, yeah, that resonates with me. Yeah. But I haven't gone and got tested because, one, I'm like, well, it feels like ADHD is a bit of a trend, so I don't want to feel like I'm jumping <laughs> on a trend. right? And, number two, it's I don't want to change that about myself because if I take medication, will I be calm? And then how will I be hyperproductive some days? Because some days I'm like, a lunatic productive and I love it Mm. and there's other days when I'm like I can't I can't do it yeah but I thought that was last year because I was burnt out yeah so I'm unsure yeah I'm like am I exhausted and burnt out or do I have like HD paralysis I don't know what it is yeah and it's weird because even though I'm unsure I'm not going to get it checked and why is that I don't know if you're functioning well
1: then Maybe you don't need to get medication, but it's just really like gratifying knowing and understanding how your brain works. So I think the diagnosis for that reason is just important because you just know in your heart. So when you're having those days where you're not doing anything, you can say, Actually, I'll give myself a break because of this, rather than, oh my god, I was so productive and then I'm not and I don't know what's happening. And do I have ADHD? Do I not? You're just like, I know. And the medication is not about being up here and being down here. It's about bringing it to like a nice level point where Mm. you consistently doing what you need to do at like a normal level, not like productive, like a raging lunatic like me. If I decide I want to clean the house, Jesus Christ, the top to bottom is getting cleaned. Everything's getting pulled out and then halfway through, I'm not doing it. But yeah, anyways, and then on a, a trend, ADHD being a trend. Now, I don't really talk about ADHD too much, but I really want to on TikTok um, because I think it's important. And just because something's a trend doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. The more awareness that people have about ADHD and the more people that go, oh, maybe I have that, I think the better. Because the more that we'll understand our bodies and what's going on inside and our brains and our hormones and everything, it's all for the greatest good for, for individuals. So it doesn't matter if it's a trend. And if lots of people have it, then maybe it's not even... A thing, maybe it's just us as human beings. This is what we're like, and we'll all need to bring it down a bit or bring it up a bit or whatever, yeah, you know?
0: So, I, cause, so cause
1: I did do a TikTok about ADHD, and everyone's like, oh, I just hate how it's a trend. I'm like, I actually love it for that reason. And also, different symptoms that people have are completely different. There's some that I didn't realize, like emotional regulation. I had no idea that was an ADHD symptom. And then I did my research on it, and I'm like, Jesus, yeah, that's me. But if yes. that wasn't a trend, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known.
0: That's so interesting. So the trend of it has actually made you aware of what you have and what you don't have.
1: Yeah. So I always, I always had an inkling that that was going on. I got diagnosed. It was trendy. But then now that it's trendy, I can find so much content about it. And I'm like, it just helps us to get a greater understanding of myself, which I, I'm obsessed with.
0: <laughs> I love that. So I want to talk about two things. First of all, you said emotional regulation. Yes. Which you didn't always think. Talk to me about that. So, people with ADHD, or some people with ADHD,
1: struggle to regulate their emotions. So, like, when we're angry, we're angry, and sometimes we can't calm down. When we're really happy, we're overly happy. When we're sad, we It's like you feel feelings times 100. So, like, me going through a breakup, like, put us in a straitjacket or something, because it's, like, not good. It's not good. I feel everything intensely, and then I can't regulate myself to get back to like a a normal level.
0: I really, really struggle with that. This resonates with me so much. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes when I'm happy, I'm so happy and I can't control it. And I'm like, you need to calm down, you need to calm down. But then I, I recently had this feeling, I don't know if you have this, when I'm really happy, I almost know that I'm going to feel really sad again. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You so can't enjoy
0: it. You, I can't yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And then I'm like, but I want to enjoy it. And then I'm like, re- but I am really happy. But yeah. I'm like, you know you're going to be really sad again. And there are days when I wake up, and this actually happened to me recently. And I was like, I'm really upset today, and I don't know why. I There's no reason for me to be upset. I've just woken up, and I'm just feeling really low. And I don't know how to regulate it. Mm. And I, that is so alarming, actually, because I think I'm getting all these signs and I keep ignoring it and I keep pushing away. And the other thing is, is people are like, well, women have hormones, but it's not by my period. You know, it's it's never around my period. So I'm like... But what? this is
1: a whole other topic. I feel like we're going to have to do another episode, babes, because this but, is a whole other topic, because I do me. HRT as well. Watch that. So hormone replacement therapy, I have so a couple a bits of medication for that as well, because... Girls with ADHD are more likely to suffer with PMDD. And I hate to sound like this human being. Like that's What's like, PMDD? oh, I've got ADHD, PMDD, BF, whatever. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to sound like that, but it's true. So I'm going to say it. So PMDD is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I don't have to Google that one. I know what it is already. Smashed it. Um, but it's like PMS times 100. So I don't know if it's hand in hand with the sort of emotional regulation side of things. But it's like PMS Sky high. So Wait, that for not me thought- having to like be like, oh, hormone replacement therapy, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, like I'm a doctor or something. You're a doctor, aren't yeah, you? I'm a doctor of my Doctorer own body.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that, doctor of your own body. So hold on. So what what you're saying is that that HM, HMT? HRT. HRT. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like PMS times a thousand. So around your period, oh no. So hormone replacement
1: therapy can be for a whole load of different hormones. So people right. that are menopausal can ha- can do HRT. Okay. Um, people with PMDD, people with PMS can. Okay, okay. Um, and what do, what's the symptoms so do you feel? PMDD is like insane. Like sadness. Like just feeling like the worst of the worst. I'm not gonna get into it because it's like deep but like the worst of the worst for like three days feeling like everything's going wrong everybody hates you everything is the worst thing in the world yeah i know it's crazy
0: so you go into that moment for three days Mm -hmm. and you can't get out no is it similar to depression and what's the difference Mm -hmm. i guess
1: i don't really know what the difference because is because i've never had depression i don't think Mm -hmm. um so, I don't know what the difference is, but all I know is it's a week before. Well, it can be up to two weeks before, your period, any time. So, I noticed because I started tracking what was going on. And I was like, because I'm not like that. I'm very unbothered, unserious, silly. So, these three days, I'm thinking, what the hell? Sh- what what, what are you doing with Amber? Like, where's she gone? Like, what's, what the wow. hell's going on? Yeah, and it was you like, feel like different a different person. person. Yeah, a different person.
0: And has that medication helped you as well? Um,
1: yeah, so it, it's actually hormones. So, it's progesterone that I take um progesterone lozenges and progesterone tablets as well just to balance out my progesterone because it was that so i went to get tested because that's what i do now i'm like hang on a second something's not right i need need to figure this out that's what i'm it's terrible i love it but it is good it's good everyone should be like that but obviously i'm lucky to be able to have the funds to do because it's an expensive thing to do so i got all the blood tests which i wasn't happy about but i got the blood tests because it's like i'm gonna have to do something and then went like a hormone specialist and she was like yeah i think it's possible and we'll try it and i've really enjoyed taking the progesterone cuz my levels were just not right yeah and it's really interesting that we don't look at that from like a young age like why we don't learn about these things we don't your at hormones all. are out of balance these are what hormones this is what this hormone does and if it's out of balance this is what can happen like we don't know anything like that like we don't know anything about our body everything that I know is because I've just been like something's not right some is not right about
0: myself wow because yeah. I don't know anything about my hormones I, you, I have no idea what one hormone is apart yeah. from like progesterone and testosterone those are the only two hormones well, I know
1: well the, they call vitamin D some people call vitamin D hormone as well wow. Yeah, but so if you don't have a good level of vitamin D sometimes your hormone receptors they don't, they're not working as well so I take vitamin D supplement I take well. a spray as well yeah a spray me yeah. too yeah yeah I do yeah, that not too not yeah. Really
0: yeah. The spray. so you mentioned earlier that there was a stigma around taking medication yes did you find that? Because a lot of the time, people will say you're so young, you shouldn't have medication. Did, did you get that a lot? Um, I don't really talk about the fact that I'm on medication a lot. So no. Is there a reason for that?
1: Uh, I mm, I don't know. I I think I'm sitting here and I'm quite yeah. If if I if people want to have the chat, I'll have the chat. But I'm like, by the way, guys, I've got ADHD, PMDD, and I'm on loads of medication. Like I don't just start like. Hi, oh, oh, my name's Amber, and yeah. this is the medication
0: that I'm on. Yeah. 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 Interesting.
1: I'm like balanced out for like 15 different... No, I'm not.
0: Yeah. But like, do you know what
1: I mean? I don't like actively seek out the conversation just because I don't need to. But maybe that is a stigma as well. Who knows?
0: I think there's a lot of conversations around that, around men and women taking medication and the pill and, you know, taking medication for depression and taking mm-hmm. medication to boost your mood and taking medication to perhaps regulate your mood. Because yeah. often when you take that, people associate that with control so you'll change you know how you said is adhd my personality or not yeah and if you're changing someone's mood are you controlling their temperament or their behavior that's what i mean by control because are you changing them you know when you take paracetamol there's not any kind of stigma around it because you're taking that to get rid of the pain right i think a lot of the time with pain medication like when you've broken your leg or you've broken your arm or whatever there's no no stigma around it yeah when you have to change and alter your mood to feel happier people get scared because it's about control and about addiction. Those drugs are related to if they're going to change my mood, I'm never going to be able to get off them because without them I won't be happy. Right. That is a stigma that people have. But you
1: know, a lot of people are addicted to painkillers. I know. Yeah, it's like the most
0: I know a lot of people in my life are addicted to painkillers. Yeah, I like, like, out on this podcast, but yeah. they will know if they know who they're watching.
1: They're like pe- people are addicted to painkillers, mm. but I think the problem is is that the Physical symptoms are accepted. The symptoms up here are not accepted. They're just not. They're just not. you like, well, go to sleep or drink some water or do something, go for a run or go for a walk outside, get some fresh air, listen to a podcast. or. And it's like, if you want to, listen to this
0: one. <laughs> if uh, you want to, please
1: like and subscribe yeah, and listen yeah, to this podcast. It help with ADHD. <laughs> like, Just put the headphones in and listen to it. No, but I think that... Just as a, as a society as a whole, we don't really have enough information and we just have thought, like thought a lot of thoughts about, oh, well, that must mean X, Y and Z. It doesn't mean anything. It means that I take this because it helps me function better. And if it comes to a point where I don't want to take it anymore, then I won't take it anymore. But it's not about control. It's about balance. Everything is about balancing because... I don't want to feel like I can't get up off the sofa for 24 hours because it's not good to feel like that. So if I can take a little pill and I don't do that, why the hell not? Who am I hurting? I'm not hurting anyone. I'm getting things done. I'm making people happy because I'm taking things off my to-do list that I'm supposed to be doing. So
0: I did a podcast on this with Sid, and he came on the podcast, and he was like, you see this pill? This helps me function. And the comments were outrageous. Like what? They were saying, you know, this generation is addicted to drugs, you're a drug addict now, um, you've taken the easy route out, you are somebody who has just put a plaster over your problems, and similar to what you just said, go for a walk, go for a run, try yoga, and, you know, he kind what of was said... The f-
1: what was the second thing, that? What, tell us the, what people were saying again? Oh. There was one thing that just really...
0: I forgot. Classic, classic me. Hold well on, hold um, well on. I said that people said um, you're putting a plaster over the thing. Um,
1: the one before that.
0: Uh, you're you're taking the easy route.
1: The easy route, right? I hate that. That is such like a boomer, older generation thing to say. Were we put on this earth to suffer? Like, is that what we're here for? Or were we here to just have a shit time and just be miserable and function really well one day and not? No, I'm here to enjoy. I'm here to have fun. I'm here to be silly. I'm here to do what I want to do. I don't know what this, like, you don't get a gold medal at the end of your life of being like, God, you suffered so much in silence. Well done. Like, why? Why do we feel like that about anything?
0: That is so true.
1: I, honestly, I hate it when people are like, oh, you took the easy route. I didn't have to do that when I was young. And I don't care. Like, <laughs> we're different now. And I take medication because I like being fun and silly and having a great time. And that's what I want to do whilst I'm here. Because I'm not here for very fucking long. And you want me to just
0: be like, I can't get out of bed today. For what reason? So valid. But I'm like always... no
1: use to anyone when I feel like that. So what's the point?
0: But that applies to all areas of our life. Women Every- suffering see it as the biggest gold medal of like I did this, I did that, I did this, and even men do that. Like you have no idea how hard I worked in my life. No. I'm like, congratulations. I'm no, like, I'm so
1: sorry for that. I'm so yeah. sorry. I have seven thousand days holiday. Go on holiday and shut up. Like they're just like to work and they're like to struggle and everything. What? How, why?
0: Why? I don't get it. Because I think there's some <laughs> kind of pride with struggle. I don't know it's I such a valid it. point it's
1: so honestly it it baffles it baffles i pain. sometimes
0: think like that because i'm like pain will give me results pain, pain right. is in is progress gym, no. in the yeah gym. do you know
1: what i mean like oh. beauty is pain as well no i get that sometimes a struggle yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm getting my eyebrows threaded it's fine
0: see Bit it's a struggle my lips a struggle
1: but i think that when it's about your general well-being mm-hmm. come on like draw the line why do you want people to be suffering?
0: Mm. Why do you want
1: people to be depressed? I don't want people to be depressed. I want everyone to be happy and having fun. So let people do whatever they need to do. If they're not bothering me, I don't mind whatever people need to
0: take in the morning to help them crack on. What Did you find it easy to go on medication?
1: No, I hated it.
0: Really? Yeah. How come?
1: Because I just found it overwhelming because I still have those thoughts that were ingrained in my brain, like what we're saying. Like, why can I not function like a normal human being and just wake up and have a glass of water and I don't have to take any medication? I was like that for ages. It was so overwhelming. And then I just had to journal and do therapy and I mean, I did therapy way before and I I do that weekly. Yeah. But I had to just make a conscious effort to be like, no, that Those aren't actual, actually my values. So if my friend was like, oh, these are my symptoms, and sometimes I feel like this, and so I think I go on medication, I go, yeah, go for it. So I needed to be like that about myself as well, instead of being like, you shouldn't be on medication. Like,
0: grow up. And did the medication help your ADHD?
1: Definitely. So I'm still in a period now because I only started in September, or the okay. end of August, September. So I'm in a period called titration oh god people are gonna think i'm so smart wow. with all the words you are so smart um, you are so smart <laughs> you are smart <laughs> um i'm in a period right now called titration so it's basically where you start off on a low dosage and you raise the dosage until you get to a point where you think that that's the optimal results kind of okay. thing so i went on 30 six or 37 micrograms and i think that was too much so now i'm on a lower dosage and then when we figure out the correct dosage that's when i'll just start taking it
0: i have to ask you a hard question right (laughs) okay no i'm ready um do you think that you'll get addicted to it and never be able to come off no okay how come because and that's not again the questions i ask you are not my questions like my worries it's what I think people listening to this podcast who perhaps are have ADHD and are really scared to kind of go through that process of you're saying that take a little bit take a little bit and then keep increasing and when's the point where you stop increasing or when you think you know I just want to stay at this for my whole life is that a bad thing though as well because I've asked you that question as if it's a bad thing to always be on medication
1: yeah I don't I, I don't see it like that anymore like, I just don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. I think that, like you say, we take painkillers, we do all these different things and there's some reason that this little tablet has got a grasp on everyone. Where it's like, oh my God, it means the worst thing in the world if I have to take this forever. Like, it doesn't really. It's very easy to do and you just make it part of like your daily routine and that's it. Mm. In terms of addiction, I don't really have um, the addictive personality. Like, I really don't and I think that's, partly due to ADHD I get really bored of things I want to change things I want everything like this so I don't think I've got that but I think that with the medication how do I feel I don't know how I feel about that like other for other people I mean I think that you should do therapy (laughs) first and foremost and just be really in touch with yourself you always need to do what's best for you so you should know right okay I think I want to come off this now I want to try it or I'm going to stay on this forever or you you can never say I want to stay on forever I'm going to stay on it for as long as I want to and then mm-hmm. come off it but you just need to be really in tune with your body and I think um in my sort of ADHD journey I've had to become really in touch with myself and know what's going on and how I'm feeling and especially when I upped the dosage, the reason that I realised I started getting really irritable and I was like, because I'm not really, I'm quite a laid back human being. Yeah. So I was like, why am I raging all the time? Like I don't know what's going on Yeah.
0: Wow. And then that's when you realize that and wasn't I'm the like, correct dose. Maybe
1: it's that. So I just like, I'd get my little logbook and a journal about it and I was like, I'm just going to try the lower dosage and see what happens. Wow. So I'm just about to start 27 again now and we'll see where we go from there. Me. the way adhd presents in people can be very different it's very varying degree so people would look at me and say she doesn't have adhd she's like not hyperactive i'm not bouncing around the walls i'm not like interrupt. do i interrupt you no sometimes did no. I a little bit no, no not at all okay so i'm more inattentive adhd than i am hyperactive adhd so i'm very much distracted easily i'm in my head or i get hyper focused on things emotional regulation everything that i do is not outward it's very much all in here there's a million things going on and whatever it's not outward presenting
0: so interesting yeah i mean i struggle with all all of those things though and recently something's been happening to me as well when i have so many thoughts i feel like my brain is going to explode yeah 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 yeah. And I just think, like, oh, my God, calm down, calm down. And I have to genuinely say to myself, like, calm down, calm down. And I have this device now, it's like, it's called a Sensate, and you, like, put it on your chest, mm-hmm. and it vibrates. Right. And you listen to the sound, and for some reason, because I can't really meditate very well. I find it very distracting. But this, because it's vibrating In on what your way? chest. Sorry. When I'm meditating, I'm just constantly thinking about something all the time. There's, there's, no, there's no focus. Yeah, but you need to keep doing it. I hear people I say this so much. It. I, don't, I don't, do not do Because I'm interested it. in that thing because I want to get it. It's so good. It's called Sensei. And you put it on your chest and it vibrates. And then you close your eyes and it's got this like all these different sounds. So right. I listen to this one that's like says or oh, more like something like that. So
1: that's meditation.
0: Yeah, it kind of it is. No, it, no, it is. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I can't meditate in silence. And I, right. I can no, no, meditate, no, like, yeah. chanting. Yeah. I can do that, no problem. Oh, right. Okay, okay, Um I still think of other things. And when I'm doing that, I still think of other things. Because it's vibrating, I feel like I have to lay down. Mm. So, you know, I'm sitting, after, like, two minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm bored now. I'll get up. Yeah. When you're lying down and you're using it, there's some part of you that's like, okay, let me mm-hmm. relax. Like, okay, okay. Like, let me just take... And it's only, like, you can do five minutes, like, ten minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: It's really good. And I felt like that's helped me, but... There are you have days. i to give us a
1: link for that because I love yeah, that.
0: It's really good. Yeah. But I do feel like there are some days where things are so overwhelming. But I just don't know if it's because I'm managing so many things. And I think this is the whole yeah. point of, of what you were saying in the beginning as well. It doesn't matter if everyone's saying that they have it. It's great because actually that's what's made me realize like maybe I do have it. Mm. That's what I mean. That everyone I speak but to isn't is that talking so about. so
1: nice. Like, yeah. I think that's a good thing. It
0: is a good I thing. I think that's a
1: good thing for people to be introspective and go, Maybe I'll have that rather than everything being like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's nice to be introspective. You know what I think it is,
0: you know, with women, I don't know if you feel this, everything feels like you're kind of doing things for other people. And I think like when I was younger, people would say, oh, you shouldn't say that because you're attention seeking. And if you now say you have ADHD, people are like, oh, you're just doing it for attention. Like You know what you just said earlier around, I don't want to be one of those people that says, I have this and I have this and I have this. Because you feel guilty for having those things. But why do women feel guilty for having those things?
1: Honestly, so this is my number one thing, right? I don't care what people say about me online. Like, oh, she's a bully, she's mean. Because, whatever, okay, you, you don't like that I share my opinions. You don't like that I get involved in... Arguments, I can be confrontational, whatever. The one thing I never understand that people say about me is I'm attention seeking because what the hell is everybody else doing on social media? I am the least attention seeking person out of all these people on this app. I don't know why people say that about me, but it's a thing about girls and especially girls that are strong and have opinions. Everything is attention seeking, so you can't live.
0: You literally can't live.
1: We're all on the same app trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I posted that photo. Did I post it for zero people to see? No, I didn't. No. I want everyone to see because I like the photo. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, if that's attention seeking, then fine. But we're all doing the same thing. So true. Nobody's, we're, we're not doing this podcast hoping nobody listens to it ever. Like, Please give us the attention. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why are we pretending that? Oh, no, I'm not. Like, nobody. I, I'm not bothered about. Like, whatever. Everybody wants a bit of attention. And we're not doing this. So, like, your story isn't... Oh, poor me, everyone, look at me. It's like, do people relate to this? This is how I was made to feel. Yes. And it's good to share things. I think that's an older generation thing as well. Everything needs to be tight. You know, how much money you make, how much you've got on your, left on your mortgage, how much you struggled. Everything's like, you've got to keep everything a big secret. It's like, no. If we share things, then we'll learn things 100%. about other people.
0: And it's much better that way. And I also think if you're sharing, like I didn't share that to rant about it. I shared that to say that we should change the way that we look at our culture and religion, because that isn't religion. Yeah. The reason it was like that in the past is we didn't have sanitary tools and because women were meant to rest and women were given that time. Yeah. I don't see any women right now being five, given five days holiday because on their period. I would love that. If they are, no problem, and we're gonna respect that, then let's respect all those things. I would bloody love that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, and that I think that's no the kind pun of intended things- there. That's the kind of things <laughs> that I'm trying to bring about. It's like you're not talking about things to complain. You're talking about things as a reflection what can we change? What can we unlearn? And how can we grow? And I think that's the thing with social media. But
1: also, complaining's fine.
0: Complaining it is. is
1: fine. I'm a bit of a hater. I think this toxic positivity <laughs> thing where it's like, oh my God, everyone needs to be like happy and get up at five and do No, sometimes I'm a bit of a hater. Sometimes I can't be awesome, people. Sometimes I want to complain. And that's normal. Yeah. Why have we got to be like everything's great all the time? There's a balance. Not everything has to be a struggle and not everything has to be
0: brilliant. Just balance. That's what I like. So you That's mean- the overwhelming thought of this. I like balance. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But you mentioned earlier, people online have called you a bully. They've called you a mean girl. Yeah. And they've said that you're a bad person for confrontation. Yes. I feel like we're going to be best friends because I love confrontation.
1: I would love a bit of confrontation. I think it's
0: the best thing you can do. Because-
1: I just, I, You know what it is? I like to know where I'm at with people and I like people to know where they're at with me. And if we skirt around everything and pretend everything's fine, then I've got resentment for you inside. And I don't think that's good for my body. And you've got resentment inside. And that's not good for your body. And I hate that. I would rather just put everything out on the table. If you think I'm a bit of a bitch, then fine. But at least you always know 100% where you stand with this.
0: I did a podcast with um, Michelle last week, two weeks ago. And she said, Women are trained to be indirect communicators. And the reason why women are bitchy is because we're not told to be direct. And we're told that confrontation is a negative thing. So then why? Can I, just say, I must have missed that memo. I must have missed that memo of <laughs> Me being too. trained to be indirect. But don't you feel sometimes that it's uncomfortable to say things directly? Because I still do feel that way. I push myself to say it, but I always feel bad, I always feel guilty. Um, it's took me a lot of unlearning to get
1: back to where I was. So when I was younger, I was seeing everything in everyone's faces, people thought I was rude. And then after getting a platform and having to deal with lots of different kinds of people, business people, whatever, I have become more indirect. And I don't like it, actually. I feel more uncomfortable being indirect than I do direct. For sure. And like, oh, I don't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever. It's not about hurting people's feelings. I know I'm a good person. My intentions are always good. Yeah, me too. So if I'm saying something to you, it's because I either care or it's what I think is right. Mm -hmm. And that's the
0: top and bottom of it. It's so hard because I, I grew up watching Tracy Beaker. Did you?
1: No, I didn't. What well, a little bit. I she wasn't my number one show, though. So I, I was SpongeBob, babes. I love oh, SpongeBob. So you're sweet.
0: I w- I grew up watching Tracy Beaker, so I was like a proper direct, yeah. straightforward communicator. And I, my mom and dad used to be like, "You're so rude." And I was like, "Well, don't let me watch Tracy Beaker then." I don't know yeah. if everyone feels this way. You watch Tracy Beaker, you turn out to be a nightmare. Well, it served me well. But anyway, I what was I going to say now? I forgot now. What
1: ADHD. ADHD
0: just
1: call me out why I don't you um, what were you saying being direct and rude and you said you younger. changed oh yeah something I'm getting that, back now though thank god
0: something that I um, have noticed that I've done recently and I got called out on it as well is I'm not um, I'm not a fluffy talker
1: God, I'm not I a small talker maybe right sorry to always bring this background to ADHD right but when I was on my medication in my relationship right she was like, you're much softer. I was like, am I? I didn't realise. But yeah, Shit. I'm not fluffy at all. Do you mean like you just say it
0: for what it is and like you don't really I'm the think about... i the worst about- texter. If someone's like, hey, how are you? Um, By the way, can we do this? I'll just reply saying, yes, we can do that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'll be like, no. yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, no, no, I'm the worst. Thank God.
1: I-, I sent you a message. Saying oh like I'm on my way or whatever, and you just said see you soon. But I, I resonate with that. See, I didn't realise. See, no, no, I didn't realise I did that. No, I didn't realise you did that until you've just told us. I and I think that people would have been like, so blunt. But I was like
0: absolutely fine. Oh, like do you think I'm blunt when I text? Mm. That's but a yes. Quite, you're, quite, <laughs> you're quite blunt also, though, aren't you? That's yeah. a yes. But We're both like English, to the point. English is not my first language. Like, yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, I th- I just think I'm quite like that. And I <laughs> he said he's got an excuse. What's yours? <laughs> well, English wasn't my first language, actually. Ah, there you go. Because was. So there you go. Well, I'll you can... just use that. Yeah, that's true. Even you... though I speak English every single yeah, day. Use I mean... that. Yeah. Okay. Thank I have you. Have an English accent, so it won't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. Actually. <laughs> it's not the same. Okay. Mm, I need to think of a new excuse. I think I should get tested and then just use ADHD as an excuse for everything. That was my actual next that's question. Like me. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of people would say that when you have a condition like ADHD, you are kind of using it as an excuse? And I mean that not, and again, this is what I mean. I can't say that in a nice way. I mean that in the less, I need to word that differently.
1: No, be offensive. So?
0: Because you know how you said like some days you can just say to yourself, well, I don't want to get off the sofa because I know that I've ADHD. So I'm going to allow myself to have the day on the sofa and do nothing. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to ask? I don't know if I'm asking this in. The no, right no, way. you are
1: asking it, but I don't mind if it comes across offensive. It's not a. Fe- it's but it's not. A, it's okay. not offensive. So, um, no, I think it's. A, I think it's an important question to ask, and I think that people can use it as an excuse, but I don't use it as an excuse. Like, so say it's like an internal thing for myself. So whenever I'm going through it, fighting it isn't going to help. So if I say you're having an ADHD moment, get up off the sofa. I'd rather just allow myself to do what I want to do, give myself a sort of time frame or move slowly or just be aware of what I'm doing so that I can change what I'm doing. It's not like, oh, I have ADHD, so you just better get used to the fact that I'm running late, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about or I've been distracted. It's not like that. It's like, my ADHD is my thing and I'm just trying to learn the best way that I can to function at the, at my best
0: basically makes so much sense yeah that's what I want and if people are struggling at home right now with taking that first step to go and see the doctor or they're umming and ahhing about medication what's one of the biggest things you've learned that's helped you so much that you think you want to share with other people do loads of research Mm. do lot do all the research
1: if you're thinking that you might have it like learn as much as you possibly can about it because you know Getting to a doctor is one thing, especially if you're in this country on the NHS. Yeah, It's very difficult. I don't think I would've got medication on the NHS because I'm a very good masker. And like, I think that on the, on the face of it, everyone's like, what the hell she talking about? She's all right. So I had to go privately, but if you go privately, it's very expensive for people. Yeah. So I'd say the one good thing that you can do that's free if you've got the internet, is just get online, research it on TikTok, make your own assumptions or decisions on what you think is good content and not good content because obviously there's people out there that are just talking shit. Go online. There's a website called a- Attitude. Okay. A-D-D. I'll link it for like people. A- Attitude. And it just tells you all these little different bits of information about ADHD. And if it resonates with you, I think the more that you come to understand it, the more you understand yourself, you just start functioning better anyway. Mm. The more that I've learned about ADHD, I've just functioned better. You're so right. I just, I'd feel more comfortable. You know, I, I, like maybe a couple of years ago, I would have come to this podcast and felt so anxious about like being distracted or interrupting or whatever. But I wouldn't have known why I was like that. Or like, am I going to be funny? Am I going to like, whatever. Whereas now I'm just
0: more comfortable. I love it. I come as look comfortable. I ha- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are comfortable. Yeah. Just and you are
1: great. Yeah. And I just think like, you, when you feel comfortable, you just naturally show up better as yourself. I'm not you know, you don't have to worry about what people are thinking or how you're acting or whatever. You just get comfortable.
0: So do loads of research. And if you think you have it, you probably do. Knowledge is power. It is. It so is. It's so important to understand things for yourself. Yeah. Not because other people are telling you what to do and what to understand, right? And I think like what you just said, there's no shame in researching, there's no shame in acknowledging that you have something. There's no shame in getting tested for something that you think might be impacting you every day. Absolutely,
1: but also just to function better in society as well. So if you know about ADHD and you know someone has ADHD, you can just build a better relationship with them as well because you understand more what their struggle is or what their perspective is as well. So true. Like I love researching about autism. Mm. I love it because I don't understand 100%. So I love doing loads of research to understand about people with autism. So when I come into contact and people like, I've got autism, I'm like, I I know. know.
0: (laughs) Well, not that I know that you've got autism, but I just know how to, like, you know, of course, which is nice. I like that. That's actually such a lovely point because then let's say you get offended by something. You'll be like, no, no, no. I know you didn't mean it in that way because of this. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Just
1: function that. nicely in society. That's what I want, like, to, to all talk nicely to each other not understand each other.
0: Well, you are a functionally nice human being, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? So, I'm just so nice. No. So nice. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. This has thank been you. so informative and so helpful. What so an thank insightful you.
1: conversation.
0: So insightful. Doctor Rose I know thank you for your time. I started
1: from um, Love Island and went into deep shit, so...
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it was great. Thank you.